Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? What's going on? We are back with you for another week of, say it with me, the Success Journey Show. That's right. <laughs> man, it's so good. So good to be back another week. Marlon, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Well, I'm doing well, Ricky. Um, uh, I know now that I've seen, I really want to ask you how you're doing, being that, you know, you had something that was going on in your family, and I saw your wife start sharing it on Facebook, so I, I feel like I could ask you now to share with the public and, and kind of how you're, you guys are setting up to go through that and everything. If, it's, if you still don't feel comfortable talking about it, well, I understand that. You can go ahead. I really oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you know, it's a... Um... Hey, interesting time, man. You know, it's uh, my wife just let all the travelers know my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, probably about a little over a month ago. And um, man, I tell you, when we got the news, it definitely was, uh, oh, man, it, it was our, our hearts dropped. Um, and, it's, and, and it's weird because I stepped out of the house. We knew the doctor was going to be calling. We were setting up to go to a follow-up doctor's appointment after she had some testing done. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, man, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. It's going to come back negative, whatever. Um, we're going to be good. I know. Um, and I'm, I went out to the store to grab something else. Coming back, and she called me on my way back. And just the fear that I heard in her voice of and just being terrified. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And she was like, they just called me. And I was like, okay. And she said, I have cancer. And I was like, wow. So, man, I mean, from that point, you know, it's just – man, it just went into a mode of like, okay, you know, be there, support, be there to uh, cover, be there to, for pray, praying and all those different things. And we got three boys too. So, you know, you're doing all, you're going through all this while they have no idea what's going on. So yeah. you're trying to juggle the whole nine. So yeah, uh, travelers just keep her lifted in prayer. We, we, it is um, we're very hopeful that everything's going to be okay. She started treatment. By the time you hear this, she dwell into her, her treatment plans and you know, they're building on that as and monitoring that over the next few months. So, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's one of those things, man, you look at life and, you know, we talk about this whole success journey show and this journey and life in itself that you do not know what's going to happen right. uh, from day to day. You can, you can eat right. You can exercise. You can do a whole bunch of different things, save up all the money in the world, get all the education that you want, whatever, have the best job. You don't, you have no idea what tomorrow has in store for you. And I just implore everyone uh, out there to just take advantage of today, man, and just live today and be fulfilled in this day. I was listening to something this morning um, and, you know, the, the person said, you know, there's two ways of living life, you know, uh, one way being an achiever, which is really good. And a lot of people that are extremely successful are achievers, but then there's another component to it and that is being fulfilled. And he said, a, a lot of people have not reached that point of having a fulfilled life, no matter how much money that they have. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I really, really encourage you guys to seek fulfillment right now, you know, wherever you are, what you're doing. Uh, don't search for trying to achieve all these great things or obtain all these great things for that, that fulfillment to take place. It never will. But if you find fulfillment in your today and your here and now, um, that right there is what's going to bring you joy. And that's where we're trying to be right now, man. We have no idea what the near future is going to have going to take place with my wife. And, you know, we're really just taking it day by day and cherishing each other, cherishing our time and just really appreciating the life that we have. So yeah, thanks for asking me that, man. I wasn't even expecting to talk about that. I saw her start posting. So, you know, you, you want to always in today's age, a lot of people don't respect people's privacy. But I definitely want to uh, respect somebody's privacy. But, you know, I, when, when, when we're able to put this out into the airwaves and, you know, too much prayer is not never bad. Yeah. So we're just asking everyone to lift her up in prayer and um, let, let, let Nicole know that we're, we're there for her. And, you know, whatever um, y'all need, um, we got you. Uh, man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man, I mean, I don't even know where to go from there, man. Why, why don't you share, share with our listeners, our new listeners, uh, for this season, you know, if you, you, this is our fourth season of the Success Journey Show, man. It, it, it's crazy that even saying that, season yes. number four. But uh, 
Marla, man, what, why don't you share what they miss, how they can catch up with us, and, um, you know, what they can expect from this show that they're listening to. Hey, uh, our show, we're just bringing some dynamic guests. Um, we have one today. Um, once we get through this preliminary, I want you guys to really um, hear this story. And, 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 and this is going to be a testament to what's to come. All right. So uh, if you want to catch us on the Success Journey Show, com that's our website and on any platform that you listen to a podcast on we are there just look for the success journey show you see mountains and you can grab us on instagram and also on twitter we're success um journey show on twitter it's success underscore show and on facebook it's success um success journey show like subscribe leave a comment let us know what we're doing who um if you want to hear another guest on the same guest over again, or if you just want us to try to get a guest that you think um, will enlighten everyone and show the path to success. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. We, we love you guys, man. We would not be here without you. We would not be recording yeah. these episodes over and over if we didn't know you were going to be, weren't going to be listening or we're going to be listening. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. And uh, man, we are excited to be with you. And we have another amazing guest that is with us today. Oh, my goodness, you guys. We told you we're bringing a strong lineup, um, strong stories. I don't think we had any story that was uh, the same on this show, right? No, haven't. <laughs> and this one is totally different right here. Totally this different. Totally different. Uh, and we have none other than Dr. Gaddis. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, welcome to the Success Journey Show. How are you today? Thank you. Oh, it's, it's, I'm a, it's a blessing to be here. I appreciate you guys bringing me on and being able to share my story with you. Um, uh, prayers go out to your wife, Ricky. I actually um, am a breast cancer survivor. Oh, man. Wow. And wow. so uh, your story resonated uh, with me. And so uh, I'll definitely keep her in, in prayer because I know exactly what she's going through. Man, wow. Oh, man. And it. testament that she can make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, th thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Appreciate the prayers. And what, what, as we're getting revved up in your story, why don't you share with our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Okay, so um, I'm originally from New Jersey, uh, Camden, New Jersey, mm. and uh, one of, of four kids for my mom. I'm, I'm the only girl, so I fall at number three with uh, all my brothers. So of course, you know, growing up as the only girl, um, my brothers were very protective. Yes. Of me. And, um, but, um, so I am a almost 31 year army veteran. I just retired from the military back in 2018. Um, retired out of the army war college where I was a, a faculty instructor there. Um, Spent uh, time at the Pentagon, six years at the Pentagon, for all over the world. I've traveled, you know, um, all the Asian countries, spent time in, in Africa, spent time in Germany, and so all over the place, and, and absolutely loved my military career. Um, a graduate of Wilberforce University, first HBCU out of Ohio. <laughs> and a graduate of Howard University for my master's degree, wow. and um, and God blessed me to be able to complete my PhD at Grand Canyon University back in 2017. So, um, all of my degrees are in psychology. Um, married almost 21 years, and have two boys. I got one that's getting ready to go off to college. <laughs> this is his first year, and uh, one that's a junior. So. Um, it's just really been a blessing to, you know, do all that I do and still be able to manage my family, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, so just to let the audience know, um, she lives about three, Dr. Gaddis lives three, one, two doors for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I first moved into the neighborhood, I moved in, um, August would be a year. Um, so... When I first moved into the neighborhood, I saw a van that had some writing on it, meals and kind of thing. And I was like, hmm, that looks very... So I walked over there, you know me, I, I'm going to introduce myself. And I was like, oh, you know, tell me about what, what's this? And she 
she she started to explain, Dr. Gaddis started to explain to me all the stuff they did, and I was like, wow. But I'll tell you, it's just till now, thank God for the, thank God for the COVID. I think the COVID kind of helped us to, to slow down. And I got a chance to say, hey, I'm going to be able to volunteer um, handing out some, some food to the much needed uh, people around the community. And Dr. Gaddis made, made that a um, uh, you know, possible. Dr. Gaddis, can you talk about, before we jump into your, 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 your late story, I just want you to kind of tell, tell us about the Meals on Wheels because uh, it's very impressive the numbers that you, that last week when we, when we were there, uh, you, was tell, you were telling us about. Yeah, so I'm the uh, president and CEO of the Prince William County Community Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. One of the things that I wanted to do when I retired was to continue to serve, um, but serve in a much smaller capacity. So serve in our community. Um, didn't want to go out in corporate America and work another nine to five. And so the Lord placed in my heart to serve my community. And that's how we birthed uh, the Prince William County Community Foundation. And so one of the things that we recognize is that there are about 28,000 kids in our community who are on free or reduced meals um, with the Prince William County Schools. And of those 28,000, about half of them go hungry during the summer months because school is out and a lot of these kids don't have transportation to get to the schools in order to, you know, get those free meals. And so one of the things that we do is we have our Combating Hunger on Wheels or our Chow Initiative where we've partnered with Prince William County Schools and we take the meals into the community so that mm. these 14,000 kids don't go hungry mm -hmm. um, during the summer months. And so last summer we set up about four, uh, four uh, in four different areas around the county where kids were able to come to our location and get breakfast and lunch didn't cost them anything wow. um, the entire summer. So we did it five days a week for, you know, 10 weeks. So from the day they got out of school until the day before they went back to school, wow. we provided these meals. And so last summer we did about 9,000 meals mm. uh, for the kids. Wow. So here comes COVID. And um, what, when the schools closed down and they went to the online or the virtual learning, what we recognized is that there were going to be a lot of kids who weren't going to eat, again, because transportation is a big issue in our community. Mm -hmm. And so what we do, at, well, the schools, they provide the, the meals to go. So they were providing two meals a day for the kids. The problem is, is that a lot of the parents can't get to the schools in order to provide those meals. So one of the things that we do with our uh, child wagon is we, we set up at the different schools and we take the meals to the community um, to feed the kids. And so uh, we give uh, anywhere from produce boxes, orange juice, eggs, milk, hmm. um, bag groceries, snacks, we get that every single week. And so we've been doing since COVID in, uh, in March, we've um, distributed meals to almost 3,000 families, which wow. equates to over 18,000 meals. So mm. we've actually doubled our capacity since uh, last summer. So, you know, when we look at how long our program has been going on since last summer, we've done uh, well over... 35, almost 35,000 meals and um, over 3,000 families that we've served, you know, since last summer. Wow. Wow. Man, that's impressive, man. Yes. Yeah, that, that is huge. Talking about serving, um, going from, and you say you want to go scale down your level of service. <laughs> that doesn't sound like scale down to me. You know, that sounds right on par, man. That is, that's phenomenal. Now, how big is your team that's doing this? I want to give the, 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 our audience an idea of just, you know, how many hands you have working with you to feed 3,000 families. Yeah, so we've been, we've been pretty blessed because I tell you, um, so I have a board of directors 
of course. And then, um, but, and, and of course my husband is, is like my right hand person. He helps me to, uh, to gather up all this food and to get it out to the community. But I tell you, we've been blessed because we have over 40 volunteers who come out week after week after week to help us to serve our community. Um, they love it. And, you know, a lot of people try to understand what we do, but it's not until you actually come out and you get and you do hands on and see the people and serve the community that you have this appreciation for mm -hmm. our community and community service. And so that's what we try to promote is people to come out and actually see the people who we serve because we never really know who's in need. Yeah. You know, um, hunger doesn't have a face, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, what we do is we go out there and we serve people. We don't care what your income level is. We don't care what you're driving or anything like that. Our thing is if you have a need for food, we're going we're gonna to feed you. We don't want a whole lot of information from people. If you come to see us, we're going to feed you. Wow. And you guys weren't, you know, in this whole pandemic and now going out and having direct contact with individuals, you know, how did you, you know, manage like, you know, the, the fear, I would say fear if there was fear or just the whole COVID in general. Now, now you're putting yourself and your team in a position where I know you want to, you want to serve a community that's, that's, that's hungry, that has a need, but yet you're putting yourself in the line of, of duty in the sense of, man, I'm, I'm jeopardizing my, my health at this point. You know, talk about just, and, and I know this probably goes into, you know, even in your service in, uh, in, the, in the military, in the army, that same type of mindset, like, hey, I, I got to get out there. So can you just share with the, our listeners just that mindset of still serving, even though in the midst of potential danger to your own self. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of, of frontline workers out there and we consider ourselves frontline workers because again, we have a community who who's in need. And so one of the things that we do is, you know, we have the PPE to provide to all of our um, volunteers. We make sure that, that folks have on their face mask and we have face shields. We've had, you know, people to donate, um, face shields to us, face masks to us. We've had a local company to um, to donate hand sanitizer to us. So we do provide, you know, the the protective equipment for uh, our community. But you know, when you're out there, you don't, you just don't think about that. I mean, you know, we're always going to take our health into consideration. But when you see the faces of kids, and when you see the faces of your community, and know that there's a need sometimes those things become secondary and, and believe me I, we have a lot of prayer you know we're, we're not going to be crazy to go out there and put ourselves <laughs> on the line as far as you know getting COVID-19 and 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 you know thankfully you know we've all been tested and no one is tested uh, positive for it um, but we have a mission to do and and we're determined that we're going to help eradicate hunger in our community, you know, one meal at a time because people are in need. And so, you know, we, we are those frontline workers to help provide those need, uh, those meals to, to our community. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, and the reason working where I wanted to start, usually we start at the birth of somebody's, um, but I wanted to start at the, at the, well, this is the birth right here because it's still only two years old, right? right? But in the sense of now we can go back into your past mm -hmm. and see how the past prepared you for what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love is that all the, just like Ricky alluded to, you being in the military um, and even in the beginning, it's so crazy that I asked you that question and it was that that the fulfillment that you talk about right mm -hmm. that was that man god works in a mysterious way so um the fulfillment that a lot of people might think achieving success is a monetary thing but here you see someone that says dr gaddis is saying if i could she could have she have her phd she could have came out being a psychiatrist whatever you what skies was the limit yeah. military experience um being being in charge of 
people who taught at the War College, which is very prestigious. Health, all that stuff. Health, all that yeah. different stuff. But now you take yourself and you say, hey, this is why I'm going to do this. Was there something in your, in your past going through your 31 years of service, um, the time in New Jersey and Camden, what was it that, 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 that created that mindset of just that um, just self, um, that selfishness, unselfishness to serve others? Well, I can tell you that um, in growing up, I, I grew up in a single parent home. Okay. And, and um, you know, my mom was, although she only had a, a high school education, education was very important to her. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's always instilled in us that we could achieve anything. And, um, and I was very competitive. Again, coming from a family with all boys, you know, I, I was competitive. And I, you know, I was like, I'm not going to let anyone beat me. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so my brothers and I, we competed all the time. And, and that's kind of what drove me was because I didn't want to lose. Mm. And so that was my driving factor. And then the other thing, too, when you, when you come from poverty, you have appreciation for what you don't have, right? And um, and one of the things that I was told as I came up through the ranks in the military is that I couldn't uh, achieve some things, that I wasn't mm-hmm. smart enough to achieve some mm-hmm. things. You Come know? On now. Even though, you know, I was a scholarship student and all that, there, there are some people who just don't believe that you have what it takes to... Yeah you know, to achieve. And that was my driving factor because I used to love people to tell me what I couldn't do because Mm. it made me more determined to prove people wrong. And and it wasn't really proving people wrong, but more so me proving to myself that I could do whatever it was that I set my mind to. And, um, you know, one of my, um, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the plans that I have for you and it's to give you an expected end. And so I take that and I'm like, you know what? God has a plan for, for everyone, right? Sometimes we don't know what that plan is, but we just got to walk it out. And, and that's what I believe is what I'm doing because I had no idea you know, two years ago that we would be where we are today for the foundation. If someone had asked me 10 years ago, would I be running a nonprofit organization? I would have thought they were crazy, right? <laughs> because we, we all have this aspiration to make as much money as we can. Correct. And I don't get fulfillment mm-hmm. with trying to get riches. I get fulfillment when you serve people and when you have a servant's heart, you know, that's where fulfillment comes in. And yeah. so I, I absolutely love what I do. Um, I couldn't see me doing anything else. I mean, I, I'm also a professor, so I do teach, but again, that's serving people. Exactly. And, and, um, and I love my students. I love my community. And so I, I just have a servant's heart and I, I just, I just do what, what God tells me to do what he shows me or instructs me to do. I mean, you know, and I just don't think twice and I, and I get fulfillment. So every day that I get up knowing that I'm going to serve, uh, you know, meals in our community or go teach my students. I mean, it, it brings me joy. Mm. And a lot of people can't say that they have joy, mm. right? Because mm. joy and happiness is two different things. When you mm. have joy, there's a fulfillment you know, in you and, and, and I'm fulfilled. I, I love what I do. Yeah. No, love it. Love it. You know, it's a, um, ah, oh man, I'm glad it's a, everything is just connecting to this. Yes. Yes. And, I'm telling you. And travelers, I hope you guys are really hearing this. You have someone that, you know, education, there, there's no gaps in education. There's, there's no gaps in opportunities, you know, but being able to choose the thing that's going to fulfill her, you know, and the things that she has chosen to do right now is all in the, in the, uh, the name of serving, serving. And I mean, really that's been her story for the past 30 plus years, you know, probably even before that, you know, just be in that capacity of serving, serving countries, serving others, uh, serving students, 
in the education. I know, I know on the teaching end, that is a service, service area. Man, uh, especially with students these days, you know, and no matter what level it is. Um, but, you know, just having that. So what I want what I want to ask you, and I really want to take this in the direction of, you know, there are a lot of people that have thought about starting a nonprofit, start, thought, thought about uh, trying to find what way to serve community or career, whatever it may be. We'll stick with nonprofit and serving aspect of it. Um, when you started thinking about, hey, this is what I want to do and, and, and going out and feeding the community, what are some things that are going through your head in terms of how to start setting up this organization to actually operate in the way they're operating now? So one of the things that I did before I got off of active duty um, after the war college, I went and I talked with a president and CEO of a nonprofit organization to just kind of understand what it meant to uh, run a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And and she was very frank and very curt with me and told me <laughs> it's not easy, yeah. you know, because, you know, you're running it. You got to you got to find money because, you know, with all nonprofits, we have to raise money in order for us to do what we do. Uh, you got to you got to find volunteers and you really got to find find people who has a passion for this type of service because nonprofit work is not for everyone because there's not a lot of money in it. And so if you're coming into a nonprofit for the money, it's the wrong business. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you come into it for service, then that's where you'll get your fulfillment. And so, you know, in talking with her and, and it didn't discourage me at all. I was like, okay, so that's another challenge. Yes. And, and so I took it as a challenge and I was like, okay, I'm going to start this. I didn't know where to begin, but I just started doing research. I'm a, I'm a natural researcher, of course, mm -hmm. um, having my PhD. And so I went out and I just researched what I needed to do in order to start the organization. And a lot of stuff I stumbled upon, you know, when you, because you got to uh, understand the laws and all the policies and all of those things. And, you know, and after you start doing research, you're like, wow, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that. And along the way, don't get me wrong, I was discouraged. Mm -hmm. But when you have a determination to ensure that something works or you want to make it happen, then, you know, discouragement may be there for a split second, but then you just keep on. And, you know, and that, those are things that I learned in the military. It's like, you, you just keep putting your hand to the plow and you just keep yeah. going and going. And, and that's what I did. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and I was fortunate because I was able to hook up with someone. I mean, and it, it definitely was, was heaven sent because I wind up hooking up with, um, with my apostle um, at, at my church. She, she's been running this same type of program for you know over 20 years wow. and when we met i was like wow we're doing the same thing and it, and it was just it was kind of amazing to see that there's someone out there who has the same type of heart as you do and so i was like i need to go and see what you're doing and come down there and and help out and you know and and put my hands to the plow you know, and learn from someone who's been there. And so, you know, she allowed me to come to North Carolina and and work next to her and learn and understand, you know, the things that she was doing. And then she was like, no, I need to come to Virginia so I can learn from <laughs> you from what you're doing. You know, you've been doing this only for two years and you see, you know, where you're going. And so, you know, my thing is we all can learn from one another because there's something that someone has that we may need and um, being able to learn from peers, learn from mentors and things like that is, is what helped you to accomplish what you accomplish. And so, you know, I'm very grateful to, you know, have been able or able to, to sit up under, uh, up under Apostle Pay and to learn, you know, this whole business because it's a lot. 
yeah. but um you know i'm i'm happy to do it and yeah, yeah. you know and again you know my husband is is you know one of my my key supporters you know, I have uh, three heartthrobs and, and him and my two boys. And, um, you know, no matter what I want to accomplish, you know, he's he's been right there. He's been there almost 21 years. You know, even when I go through, you know, my little innuendos and things like that, you know, he's still very understanding of where I am because, you know, I have a big brain. And, you know, and sometimes I can be all over the place, but, you know, I'm just so grateful that, that he's understanding and know that, um, you know, I have someone that's in my, in my corner to support me no matter what, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing the time here, Rick. Um, so we're going to let it run down and then go into the Yeah, 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 yeah. Let it run, let it run down, let it shut off. And then, and then go into the second. I'm definitely gonna. Um, this is going real well. This is exactly. Um, we're letting the, 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 the. I think the Lord is leading the conversation to where it needs to be, um, because I did not know you were a cancer survivor. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I mean, okay. I'm 14 years, uh, cancer free. Okay, so we'll definitely um in the next segment we're and I also because I know. You know, being you, uh, being connected to the um, you know, to the all the different uh, to the vice mayor and everything else. I see there's some. I want to touch on some of the the topics that or the classes that you teach, which is very prominent for what's going on today. Uh -huh. um, talking about uh, uh, social cultures and political, it, it, it's very relevant to what's going on today. So um, as much as you can open up on that we'd definitely like to touch on some of those subjects okay no problem. Back after this you've been listening to the success journey show you could check us out on our social media on youtube instagram and facebook also on our website the successjourneyshow.com enjoy the rest of the show So travelers, I really, really hope that you are hearing what is being shared today, man. It is um, it's really touching to me because, you know, I'm hearing the, the little things in between uh, things that are being said, the unspoken things and things that resonated with me. This is give you an idea of how I hear this, these things is, you know, mentorship, mentorship and connecting with people. When you want to be successful with something, you need to find uh people that have traveled that road to success before you and mimic what they've done. Um, uh, Dr. Gaddis had an opportunity to reach out to people that she had known that had uh, started a non-for-profit organization and ask them, hey, what, are, what, what can I expect coming from this, go going into this? And getting real hard, um, concrete advice as to what, how she should shape her mind around doing this. And then even receiving more insight, you know, as to the food distribution and things that nature. There's a lot that goes into that. Where you get, where you source the food from? How you prepare the food? Get all the food out. You know, it's just it's a lot. So to be able to talk to someone that that was doing it for 20 plus years, or possible has been doing it for 20 plus years, that right there has set her up, to her trajectory for success um, in this area, um, pushed it a, for, much further along the way because she was able to tap into people that already been successful. And doing it. So what I want you to hear from this is that, you know, whatever journey that you're on, wherever you're trying to go, you don't have to walk alone, you know, um, find people and it may be people in your network, people that are not in your network. I know everyone's on social media now because that's where you find the Seth's Journey Show on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook <laughs> and all the places, you know, so go to LinkedIn or whatever it is. We're over there as well. Um, and search hey i want to become this type it in there you know yeah. find people that you can connect to that you can follow that you can uh share read articles whatever it may be so that it can expedite your learning um but you know you, you also mentioned that you you teach and you know you're uh can you share just i know you said you you focus in psychology your background in psychology can you share a little bit about some of the um courses that you teach uh at the um it's a community college uh, in your area? 
So I teach at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, the uh, Washington, D.C. campus. Um, I teach all doctoral students. Mm. And so um, one of the... <laughs> I was way off on that. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. But one of the one of the courses that I teach is is ethics and professional development. So I am one of the first professors that these doctoral students get uh, when they come into our program. And you've got to learn about ethics and professionalism because you know. Integrity means a lot, not only in education, but in your professional life. And so if, if your integrity stinks, you know, you, you just, you, you just out there. Right. And so you, you've got to learn how to be an ethical person. And so, um, I'm in the international psychology, um, department. And so all of our students will be going overseas to be international psychologists. And so the way that we learn how to do things here in the US mm. is going to be different than mm. how they do things internationally. You know, their laws are gonna be a whole lot different than what we have here. Some may be a little bit more lax than the US or some may, may be more strict. And so, you know, one of the things that we have to um, ensure that they understand is you are a representation of this country. You know, no matter what their laws are, you're a representation mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. U.S. And so your integrity, um, your professionalism, all of that is going to follow you where you go. And so that's one of the things that I want to make sure that we hone in is mm -hmm. that, you know, they follow the ethical principles of you know the american psychological association because that's why we have principles and laws to follow those and so you know we teach um those principles to these upcoming psychologists so that they know how to act uh, when they go out of the u.s mm -hmm. um you know we we also look at um you know how to, really just how to perform in the workplace, right? Because there's so much that's going on in the workplace. And if you don't, if you don't have high standards, yeah. you'll fall for, for anything. And there's a lot that's going on mm. in the workplace. And, you know, the one thing that no one can ever take from you is your integrity. You either going to uh, make or break yes. your integrity. You're the one who shapes that. Even if if there's a bunch of chaos that's going on around you, you hold steady to your principles. Correct. Right? And that's what we try to teach our students is that you know no matter what, no matter what situation you find yourself in, always hold to the principles that you've been taught, both personally and professionally because that's how you're going to get to the next level believe it or not you know and so um you know one of the things i like to discuss is um my my dissertation looked at workplace bullying mm. i i studied how um resilience could be used as a platform or a coping strategy for women who dealt with workplace bullying. Because again, when we look at what's going on in the workplace today, there's a whole right. lot of bullying going on. They yeah. don't call it bullying, they call it other things. Yeah. But it is what it is, right? And so we've got to learn how to deal with those people in the workplace that want to do some bad things. Yes. You know, and, and we got to know how to cope with it, how to deal. How do you deal with someone who thinks that you're not smart enough hmm. to do the job that you've been hired to do yeah. or demean you or belittle you? How do you deal with those things? And, and that's the thing that we've got to 
teach people in the workplace on how to deal with those things. And so, you know, when I think about what I studied uh, for my dissertation and what I'm teaching at the Chicago School, it all works hand in hand because, you know, st students need to know, you know, what they're going to be faced with once they get out there yeah. and really start dealing with, um, you know, the public and they start dealing in a professional setting because everyone is different. And, you know, more than anything, you've, you've got to know how to, how to deal with people and yet keep your sanity, mm -hmm. you, you know, can keep that professionalism because, you know, we, it's bad enough that, that you get all kind of labels Yes. You know, in the workplace, but, you know, to be labeled angry or, you know, non-cooperative and things like that, those are not good labels to, um, to carry throughout your professional career. And so, Absolutely. Uh, you know, the old saying, never let them see you sweat. You know, yeah. you, can, you can be angry about something, but you don't have to allow it to show. There are other ways to deal with, you know, what's going on in the workplace. And, and so, um, you know, you just, you just never let your professionalism down, yeah. no matter what is going on. There, there are different ways to deal with, you know, the, those adversities in the workplace. Absolutely. Mm, Rick, I have to tell you, man, uh, I think her, she has a Jedi kind of psychology too, because, you know, her husband loved one team and she loves another. <laughs> I won't even, I won't even, you know, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. what, what, one loves Duke and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm a diehard Duke fan, and my husband is a diehard UNC Tar Heel fan. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Man, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and you know, Michael Jordan. I love Mike, so I had to back up her husband, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love, love it. It, it, it. It's great. Uh, you know, I I love the fact that you're. You know, especially in the military, we talk about the holistic uh, person, right? Not just somebody that's good at one thing. Mm -hmm. That's great. But you need somebody that could be able to be bloom where they're planted, right? Right. And I see you as a person that, and from your past, your brothers, you, you being the, the, the only girl, and you're at the third, so you're not the last, you're still not the second, but you're there, and you still have to compete with them until you go into, uh, and we could all say the, the military is a male dominated um, environment. And like you said, you could get labels while you're in there. All these different things can happen, but you rise, you rise to the top and they saw that, you know, all your accolades show it. Now, you touched on something. I'm going to ask you point, I'm going to ask you point black as a psychologist. Um, psychiatrist, um, how, how do you, you see some females or let's say a person, let's not put, because it can happen to anyone, that's in the workplace and they're trying to rise at the same time a person is saying to them a you know, tit for tat, in order to get to the next level, you have to do X, Y, Z. Um, how do you, how do you tell somebody to circumvent that situation or what do you what, what would you what would you give them as advice if they're in that situation if then they came to you right well the first thing is um you have to know your job i think a lot of times people want to go from you know the first floor to the top floor without learning in between mm. and um it success doesn't come overnight Mm -hmm. You know, it's a gradual process. And if, if you're not willing to learn, learn from your mistakes, allow people to mentor you, um, to guide you, then it doesn't matter what I say or anyone else say, you're going to try and circumvent the system in order to get to the top. But it's a learned process. And so, you know, you have to be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. And in order to be good at what you do, there's some steps that you have to take. 
you know, you take professional development classes. Um, you take, you go and you talk to different people and learn how they do it. Um, you learn from your bosses, you learn from good ones, and then you learn from not so good ones Absolutely. because you learn, you know, different ways. Okay, I'd like to mimic that, or Don't when I get to that position, I won't be doing mm-hmm. that because you, right. you're learning from those people. And, and even when we have some challenging bosses, you know, you still learn some things from them because you learn what not to do. Correct. Right. Because if you never see people make mistakes or um, who are very challenging, then you can't learn what to do or what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the first thing I would I would tell someone is not every situation is a bad situation. Right. Yeah. Um, because if you if you don't learn how to manage or cope with what's going on in the workplace, then when you're faced with a situation, you don't know how to deal with it, right? Right. Because we get put in situations in order for us to learn from it, right? So our trials become testimonies for Mm -hmm. what is to come. And so you, you can't, guide someone else through an issue if you haven't gone through it yourself right and so as people are going through you know these tests and trials and successes you learn from that and and you store it up here to say okay I've been through that before this is how I dealt with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you you take those those experiences and then you keep building on those experiences so that by the time you become the one in charge, yeah. you know, you, you have experience for all those other steps that you had to take to get where you are. And so that's why I say, you know, don't, don't try and rise too fast mm. because you're not learning. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a learned process yeah. and in order, you know, it took me it took me almost 30 years to go from a private E1 to a senior colonel 06. Yeah. So I didn't that didn't happen overnight. You know, and so mm. um you just you just learn from all your experiences and then you try to teach and mentor others to say, yeah, it may be a long road, but it's worth it it's worth it once you get to the top and then you pull other people up, you know, mm. you don't just get there and right. just, you know, allow all the other people to just stay and know you teach and you train and you mentor people to help get them to where you are because eventually they're going to get to that position after you retire. And so you want them to um, be as experienced, you know, as you are, or even more experienced, so that when they face adversities, when they face success, they know exactly um, how to deal with it. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, it's funny, guys, I, I, and this is no coincidence, she hasn't even heard the previous episode because it wasn't released by the time we recorded this. Correct. So we can't say we, we planned it this way or even prepped her in, in this way, but it, the same thing, same message from the last one, you can't, you can't skip the process, you can't rush the process, um, don't rise too quickly. I love that. Do not rise too quickly. You know, it's, uh, it's so important because, uh, in this process of learning, um, if you skip any steps or if you rush too fast, it's going to be detrimental to your next phase that you're going to, because you're going to be lacking something, you know, and that's what we don't want. We don't want anybody lacking anything on this journey. But, but I, I must say, you know, I, I've heard a lot of what you've done, what you're doing, your mindset of getting there. But, you know, you also opened up uh, to sharing that you, you also had a uh, experience of breast cancer, which I know from my experience now, or you know, my wife's experience and experiencing it through her, just how uh, detrimental that can be and tragic that could be to yourself, to your family, and things of that nature. You know, I, during this whole rising process, uh, in your in your life, you know, 
how did how did something like that uh, impact you along your journey? Well, I can tell you that um, it came to me as a surprise, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I found out on Valentine's Day wow. in uh, 2006 mm. that, um, you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and that it was aggressive and that I had to uh, go through my treatments immediately. Um, I had, I had a, um, a toddler and... Um, you know, my youngest son was, had just turned a year old mm. and, you know, when someone tells you that you have a, a disease that you don't know whether or not you're going to live or die, you know, your mind just starts going crazy. Mm. And so, you know, my thing was, I never asked why, because I believe that, that, the Lord takes us through things in order to be a testimony to other people. But um, I couldn't help but wonder if I was going to be around for my boys when they grew up mm -hmm. and to be there for my family. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the beginning, the news was devastating, but, you know, my faith um, helped me to get through it. And so, you know, whereas the, some people, would accept the fact that they have cancer. I never claimed that I had cancer. I always say that I was diagnosed with it. Mm. So I never, I never took ownership of it because I felt like if I did, then my mindset would have been different. And that's what helped me to, to get through it. And then, you know, I just, I had a, a very good support system, of course, with my husband and and my mom and my church family and friends, um, my sorority sisters, um, you know, they helped me to get through it. And so I believe that it was all in my mindset because again, I had to live for my family. I was like, there's no way that, you know, I could be taken out right now because I have a family to, to care for. And, and so I was determined, um, I went through, uh, you know, treatments like different than others had gone through, but, you know, um, I decided to have a mastectomy versus go through chemo and radiation um, mm -hmm. because I, I just didn't want for my boys to see me, um, yeah. you know, without any hair or anything yeah. like that. And, um, you know, I just, I couldn't see all of those, all that radiation and stuff in my body. So I choose, I chose a different route and, um, you know, they were able to get all of the cancer out of my body and, uh, it's been 14 years mm. and, and, um, I'm grateful. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I try to do is, you know, anyone that, um, that I find out has, has been diagnosed with, with breast cancer, you know, I, I share my story with them because it is hard, mm. you know, when, when some, when a doctor gives you that type of news, you know, your mind just starts racing mm. and, you know, you just, you gotta be able to find that, that calmness to be able to process all of it. And, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, again, with my faith, the Lord was able to allow me to process what was going on. And, and I just trust in the healing process because, you know, we can have all kinds of doctors and stuff. You can take all kinds of medication, yeah. but you know, my belief is that, that, you know, the Lord is the ultimate healer Good. and, and that's, that's who I turned to, or I turned to, um, for my healing. Amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 This is an episode for Nicole, man, and you. Yeah. In yeah. terms of, you know, I think, um, and Mr. Gaddis is, he's a very, man. It, it, you should really be around this, uh, this guy. He's really, he. To, I don't know if he's like that in the house, but he's very soft spoken. Doesn't <laughs> speak a lot. Um, kind of the guy that want to be in the backdrop, and don't want to. Don't want the praises. Um, last week we were at a um event for the uh nonprofit organization, and you know when they called his name up to get a a certificate, he said, "Don't worry about it." They, he he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't need to go up." 
you know so i was i'm a very i don't know if you know dr guess but i'm a i'm an avid people watcher and i watch how people operate and i start to assess how i want to deal with that person or if i want that person in my space and once i saw that i was like i was really like okay i i could see i could see how this whole thing is working together because you have somebody that have like yourself who you said had the vision um he 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 came together and then we um you guys made it um with the help of god and uh i want to thank you for for sharing because this has been um very eye opening for me and also just seeing somebody go through what their fulfill ricky said at the beginning that fulfillment of just you, i don't care if i don't make a million dollars what i'd rather feed a million people exactly yeah and 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 that's why 14 years ago you were you were spared by the lord to yeah. fulfill what you're doing now now yeah, so yeah. i just want to yeah. i just want to say that yeah definitely yeah. it's 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 been amazing having this conversation with you and um man we got to have you back on in the future just to see you know how, how your nonprofit has grown when we need to do something when i'm down in the area right uh let me know when you guys are going out and we're coming to actually if we're allowed to just film and you know, do something right on right on the spot and just showing the work, the great work that you're doing uh, out there. We really appreciate you for, you know, you, you change one service uniform to another. Uh. <laughs> we, we, we'll, exact, we, we, we'll, we'll overlook the Duke thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But really appreciate everything that you share with us. Now, so for those uh, travelers that are out there, listeners all over the world, um, or even local, if they want to volunteer or they want more information. Donate, or they want to donate. Or they want to donate. Uh, can you please share just your information so that they can hear, have that? Yeah, so our website is um, pwccfoundation.org. And if you go onto our website, it gives the history of you know what we're doing you can see um how we serve our community you can donate um on our website um so all of our information is there and even if you wanted to volunteer we have the volunteer application on the website can download it and send it to us anyone so from students on up to you know um senior uh, season folks can come out and donate. I mean, I'm sorry to volunteer because, you know, we've, we've had, we've had students, we've had organizations, we have churches who've come out and volunteered with us. Um, we're always looking for donations. Of course, as a nonprofit organization, we have to raise our own money. Um, our goal is to get another chow wagon so that we can double the capacity for wow. um, our service. I mean, wow. you know, we've served almost 18,000 meals. We want to double that. If we can get to 36,000 meals with another vehicle, then we want to do that um, because there's still so much work to be done in our community. And so um, we're always grateful for sponsorships, donations, you know, from, you know, just everyday people to organizations to businesses um and so and we're always grateful and every donation is is tax deductible so we do send receipts for anyone who makes a donation to us and and again uh, our website is pwccfoundation.org and we do have our donation uh, platform there and if people want to visit us on facebook to see exactly what we're doing yeah. on a given uh week our Facebook page is PWCC Foundation and pull us up. It shows where we travel every week to uh, give out our donations and, you know, and it gives people a chance to see our volunteers at work uh, and what they're doing in our community. Yeah, I love it. I, I want to go out on a limb here, Ricky. Yeah. Um, the Success Journey Show will donate a thousand dollars Oh, wow. And I want people yeah. to match it. There you go. I want people yeah. to match it. So if you're listening to this, we're going to donate um, a thousand. The Success Journey Show is going to donate a thousand dollars. 
and I want people to match it. And let's make sure that we get this other chow wagon. It's a beautiful chow wagon. It's, it's, it's nice. We'll, I'll, we'll put a, I'll get a picture of it so we can put it up. Uh, so we could definitely uh, get more meals to where they're needed because this is a very, this is a topic that needs to be talked about that people going hungry. There should be no way we're in a first world country and people, people are hungry. Are hungry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, travelers, you heard it today. Um, straight from Dr. Gaddis, um, the servant, you know, <laughs> it's just um, amazing that we're able to hear her story today. And there's so many other stories just like hers on our website, The Success Journey Show. Uh, please take an opportunity to click on the show notes, uh, go to the link of her website and uh, leave a donation, uh, fill out a volunteer form if you're in an area to come and volunteer. If you happen to travel into this area uh, and you want to volunteer or just connect, f go to their Facebook page, go to uh, her website and just find out how you can be involved. Uh, not only her, but so many other guests that we've had on the show, uh, we have their information there. Go on to their, their sites, uh, share their information, uh, like their pages, like their posts. And we're trying to push positive messages out there. And we know, you know, right now in the world that we're living in, you know, you're seeing a lot more turmoil, uh, the scares, the virus, the, you know, un unrest and things of that nature. And we're trying to uh, counter counteract that with positive messages that we can put out into this world of showing people that are doing great things all around this world and touching lives all, all around this world. So do your part, go to our website, the Success Journey Show, find all the other shows that we, that we and interviews that we've had, uh, share, like, post, comment, review on all of our uh, social media, as well as our podcast platforms. And we promise you one thing, we will be back next week at the same time the same place on the Success Journey Show. All right, everyone, have a good one. You've been listening to The Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.